We need to get him out. Karen Andrews sums up the national mood about Scott Morrison on Insiders this morning. Hello, my name is Ben Davison, and it's my great pleasure to be with you for this weekend wrap on Sunday, the 6th of February, 2022. Anybody who was watching Insiders this morning will have seen Karen Andrews' interview with David Spears and just wondered how much of a mess the Morrison government must be in today. Barnaby Joyce was originally scheduled to do the interview on Insiders and, of course, dropped out when bombshell revelations about his view on Scott Morrison were released to the public. Text messages where he called him a liar, suggesting he didn't trust him, suggesting that he'd known him a long time and didn't trust him, were cataclysmic explosions within the Morrison government yesterday. So much so that Barnaby Joyce gave a press conference where he admitted he had offered his resignation to Scott Morrison and it had been declined. Now, Karen Andrews stepped in at the last minute to do the Insiders program. And with all due respect to Minister Andrews, the Home Affairs Minister, it showed that it was a last minute step up. She had obviously had to drill on how to respond to the avalanche of revelations that have come out since Scott Morrison's appearance at the press club on Tuesday. This is a story that will not go away. And the story is this. Scott Morrison is untrustworthy. He is a fraud. He is a horrible, horrible person. He puts politics before people. He is a liar. These are all things said by Liberal Party colleagues of Scott Morrison. These are not things that I am saying. These are not things that the Labor Party has said. These are things that Scott Morrison's colleagues, co-workers, and political allies say about him. When that's the view of your own party, how do you continue on? Well, you send out Karen Andrews to spruik for you on Insiders. Uh, when asked if Scott Morrison was no longer the valuable campaign asset he had been in 2019, Karen Andrews responded with, we need to get him out. But, uh, uh, our campaigning in Victoria and Queensland, and it was a momentary slip-up that will undoubtedly be replayed again and again and again. Now, what the interview with Karen Andrews also showed was that Canberra's self-obsession has overtaken the national interest. There's no question that what Liberal MPs, ministers, former prime ministers, premiers, and so on think about Scott Morrison is important. It's important because it shows the character of the man. It shows whether or not we can believe that he will do the things he says he will do. When asked if he could be trusted, Karen Andrews' response to that question was, he's always been respectful and listened to my point of view. Not exactly a ringing endorsement, but there are a lot more important things going on than just leaks and text messages between Liberal MPs and ministers. It's telling that while Barnaby Joyce thought it was important for him to offer his resignation for an old text message where he says the Prime Minister cannot be trusted, Richard Colbeck, the aged care minister, not only hasn't offered his resignation, despite the deaths, the crisis and the chaos in aged care, he has denied that there even is a crisis. 
Morrison originally tried to back up that point of view, but slipped out half the word crisis in a press conference and then had to lean into it by saying, well, you'd have heard me say crisis. And yes, for many people, it is a crisis. Richard Colbeck hasn't been sacked, hasn't offered his resignation. Barnaby Joyce gives a very emotional press conference about how he's changed and Morrison's changed and everybody's changed and they all just want to get along. And if they can't, then he understands and he's offered his resignation. But it's a credit to the character of Scott Morrison that he didn't accept it. What does it say about the Morrison government that a minister who is presiding over 25,000 COVID infections in over 1,200 aged care facilities where one in four shifts goes unfilled, where the providers and the unions have requested ADF support, feels no sense of crisis in his portfolio, does not offer a resignation, does not offer an explanation, and in fact originally lied to the Senate about his availability to discuss the issues. The Morrison government priorities are clearly askew. They're clearly out of touch with the reality of Australian life. Putting aside whether or not he knows the price of a loaf of milk, Scott Morrison seems to think that the opinion the Deputy Prime Minister has of him is more important than the performance of the aged care minister for the hundreds of thousands of elderly Australians who rely on his decisions. It's going to be an interesting parliamentary sitting this week. Obviously, these issues around trust, around the crisis in aged care, are going to come to the fore. And I just want to say it's so telling how much the union movement, the HSU, that's the Health Services Union, the United Workers Union, the Australian Nursing and Midwifery Federation are at the forefront driving this, trying to get government to do the right thing, working with the providers. If you're not in your union, whether you're in healthcare, aged care, disability support, whatever it might be, whether it's in trucking, logistics, retail, whether it's in insurance, banking, finance, join your union. Go to australianunions.org.au slash wow, that's W-O-W, And whatever industry you're in, that page will help you find the right union for you. Because in these uncertain times, safety in the workplace relies on strength in the workplace. And that strength comes from standing together. Now, obviously, this is the first parliamentary sitting week of the year, one of very few parliamentary sitting weeks before the election has to be called. And what a disaster it will be for the Morrison government. Questions of trust, questions of competency, questions of who will lead the Liberal Party at the election, who will lead the Liberal Party after the election, whatever the result. These are all live questions. Questions of who the Nationals will choose to be their leader, all live questions. There are some Liberal MPs who don't want Scott Morrison campaigning with them. There are some National MPs that don't want Barnaby Joyce campaigning with them. This is a nightmare scenario for any sitting government going into an election to have to front Parliament with this absolute shambles and your attempted reset at the press club turning into an 
absolute crucifixion of the leader. So with all of this going on, the third year of the pandemic, wages going backwards, concerns about inflation, the crisis in aged care, a slow burn crisis in disability support. What will Morrison do? What will the legislative priority for Parliament be? What will they try and get up to change not just the narrative, but the nation? Well, for Scott Morrison, that appears to be the Religious Discrimination Bill, the bill that I have called making it easier to be a bigot seems to be the only piece of legislative priority that Morrison has for this parliamentary sitting. It is unbelievable to think that three years into a pandemic, with aged care in crisis, with wages going backwards, with Qantas trying to terminate staff agreements, with our stevedores on the docks and in the tugboats trying to cancel staff agreements, that the Morrison government's priority would be to make it easier for people to discriminate against children and parts of our community, to take public money to deliver services and then discriminate against people on the basis of their sexuality and identity. This is beyond my comprehension. And frankly, it appears to be beyond the comprehension of a number of Liberal MPs who are staunchly opposed to this bill. And Morrison, in his attempt to navigate a way to make it easier for bigots to be bigots, seems to be putting offside the more moderate parts of his party and the more hard right parts of his party who want to make it even easier. This bill is a shambles. This process has been a shambles. This is government wasting time, wasting energy, wasting money. There is no threat to religious freedom in Australia. You are free to believe whatever you like. You are free to practice anything you like, as long as it does not impinge upon the freedoms of others. And if you're going to take public money, you don't get to impose your personal religious views on other people. Using that money, using the resources that it creates for you to do so. That's the rule. That's how Australia functions. We are not a theocracy. You don't get to be a Pentecostal prince just because the Prime Minister attends Hillsong. You don't get to tell people that they are evil and bad. You don't get to make them sign a contract denouncing members of their family, denouncing children as evil simply because you believe it. Now, I am blown away that this is even an issue. I thought after the marriage equality debate, which I campaigned in, which my mother's campaigned in, you know, we were part of making ads for that campaign. And I note that the equality campaign will be running ads this week. 
and Ian Thorpe will be in those ads. I have to ask the question, Ian Thorpe, a great Australian, a hero to so many, an Olympic hero, is he evil in the eyes of these people? It is bizarre to me. I thought we had left all this behind. I thought we had a resounding, yes, we want all Australians to be considered equal. But they can't let it go. They cannot let it go. The people who just want to be awful to other people. And that's what it's really about. It's actually about just being awful to other people and using religion as a pretext to do so. I've read the Bible. I've attended church. I've attended Sunday school. And there was nothing in it where Jesus said, damn the gays. There was nothing in it where Jesus said, exclude the gays from education. That's not Christianity. That's a bizarre interpretation of the Old Testament. But that's what the debate's going to be about from the Morrison side of politics this week. Questions about trust, questions about whether or not he's a liar, whether he can be trusted to deliver. He intends to meet those questions with the Religious Discrimination Bill. It is bizarre politics. The nation suffers while the Morrison government falls apart. WA, there are fires with Bridgetown being evacuated and fears that homes around Denmark have already been burned to the ground. Three schools are isolating all of their students for 14 days due to a COVID outbreak. In Queensland, schools go back this week. There'll be masks, but there's no testing regime. Victoria and New South Wales have had the first week back of school with staggered starts across different year levels. And there is a testing regime. Cases have continued to drop in both those states. We'll see what next week brings. New South Wales by-elections are shaping up as a referendum on Dom Perrottet. This is very interesting because I think we're going to see a similar situation federally. These by-elections, none of none of the government candidates are using Dom Perrottet in their ads. And of course, Labor is using Dom Perrottet very heavily. The boy prince of New South Wales is likely to get a fairly rude shock this time next week when the votes have all been counted. In South Australia, the state election is starting to heat up with revelations that Liberal Premier Stephen Marshall suggested to the hospitality industry that he would look to ease COVID protections in return for political support. The email was sent out by a peak body to its members saying that had a meeting with Marshall where he had made this suggestion. Uh, The email was quickly withdrawn and people asked to ignore it. Of course, by that stage, it's far too late, folks. If you've accidentally sent an email, trying to withdraw it simply draws more attention to it. Let me just tell you straight off the bat, Stephen Marshall's government is in all sorts of trouble. Again, lies, 
misdirection, failure to deliver. And now, of course, this idea that somehow or another vulnerable people in South Australia could be sacrificed in exchange for political support. Simply outrageous. Now, that's the weekend wrap for this week. It was a huge week in Australian politics, and next week promises to be another huge week. There's so much going on. Van and I made a little video yesterday. Check it out on our social media channels. I want to say thank you to everybody who's been supporting the show. It's been so great. January was a record number of downloads for the week on Wednesday. Van and I will be uh, doing the week on Wednesday again this Wednesday. It will be out slightly later. I have some commitments that I cannot move, uh, so it'll come out Wednesday evening, so do look out for that. We will get it out on all our social media channels. If you'd like to support us, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash week on Wednesday. Don't forget to be kind to yourself and to each other.